I'm delighted to announce that the National Association for Primary Education has exclusively released a video from its Primary Education Summit, Visions for the Future. This video, recorded by me, Mark Taylor, and Al Kingsley, talks about creating digital strategies for schools. This video is available for you to watch now at educationonfire.com forward slash blog, which I really hope gives you a taster of some of the amazing content that was available as part of that Primary Education Summit. That's educationonfire.com forward slash blog. Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Hello and welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast. Thank you so much for joining me and also thank you so much for all of you who are sharing the show with your friends and your colleagues. It seems to be making a really big difference to to our reach and the number of people who are downloading it. So yeah, really appreciate all the support that you're giving us. Now today I'm delighted to be chatting to Frederick Van Hoon. Now he is the co-creator of Absolute Internship and this matches talented university students and graduates with international work experience placements in elite cities around the world. With over 60 university partnerships and more than 800 host companies across the globe, they help ambitious individuals stand out in an increasingly crowded job market. Their programmes offer unbeatable work experience, incredible adventure and a summer to remember. Now, their goal is to inspire accomplished scholars to succeed. They facilitate this through award-winning internship programmes in Barcelona, Beijing, Hong Kong, Lisbon, London, Madrid, Paris, Shanghai, Singapore, Stockholm and Tokyo. With over 30 industry specialisations to choose from, they provide opportunities to develop a professional network, meet diverse, driven and like-minded students and learn from successful business leaders and industry experts. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation and the story behind it with Frederick Van Hume. Hi, Freddie. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Education on Far podcast. Tell us, absolute internship. What's it all about? How did you get involved in, and where did that passion come from? <laughs> so... A little bit about Absolute Internship. Um, we're founded in 2009, and the story behind it is I was a student myself in in China. This was back in 2007, first time I'm, I'm studying abroad. Um, I was originally from Sweden. I don't look very Swedish. My parents are from Cambodia. But anyway, I was in China, and my roommate was an intern. And I was like, well, what's an intern? and what's this internship you're doing and this guy was explaining to me that well it's like a job you're learning the ropes but you have a mentor and looks good on your cv and it sort of puts me ahead of everyone else and i was like oh that sounds really really interesting i should be getting one of those because back in sweden internships weren't the big thing back then um fast forward like the year after i was studying in japan uh this time i had three american classmates that were looking for summer internships and i was like oh but i know a bunch of interns in china uh one of them was she was interning for the beijing olympics another one for heineken another third one i think was for a project management company and i'm like they are leaving their internships and i'm sure these companies this or these organizations would want to get new interns so i connected these three students I were able to to get them these internships in China. And Mark, this was before Airbnb, before basically booking.com. You couldn't go online and like 
find an apartment or a flat for the summer in Shanghai, it, it was very, very difficult. Just myself, when I arrived as an exchange student, I basically were knocking doors on real estate agents who barely spoke English uh, in order to like find a flat for the semester. So those were the times. Um, I think it was a few months later. Um, I was living in Thailand. I graduated now. And it's like checking in with the, with these friends. So like, how was your time in China? Tell me a little bit more. And they were like, well, we didn't have such a good time. I mean, the internships were great. Thank you, Freddie. But finding accommodation was such a big hassle, making friends and like really integrating in the city. And I had graduated. I was living in Bangkok and I was making like $500, 450, 400 pounds each month selling football jerseys on eBay love football i couldn't find a job so just like let's go back to the roots i love football i made some connections in some factories in thailand were producing jerseys selling them on ebay and just live beyond my means below my means i think a pound a dollar per per, per day and really enjoyed it but came to think of this idea that oh internships and one day it was a friday i was watching sopranos i remember that i was like let's google the word summer internships and let's see what pops up and it's a true story mark and it was this company in the u.s they were selling internship programs in new york city so look at the pictures and they had 400 students each summer and they're all from the u.s and they're all paying twelve thousand dollars so 10 11 thousand pounds and i'm like if there's such a big demand for domestic like internships in the u.s how about internationally you don't need help in the u.s you need help in 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 china or people they don't speak english you know so that's how the idea came around mark and i've always loved having an impact on, on people like i like to say that i like to inspire i like to inspire people like before it was cool to inspire people on instagram so having this impact on people and working with people was something that essentially in the beginning was really important for me. And still it is. It's, it's extremely important for me. It's something I'm very passionate about. So that was the reason why Absolute Internship and how it was founded. Fantastic. And just sort of fast forward now in terms of the amount of people involved in terms of, of the sort of running the organization and, and, and the sort of impact you've had in terms of those people going through the doors. So a little bit more, I think since the beginning, we had over 6,500 students. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's been a lot of students <laughs> down the line, Mark. <laughs> I, I remember our first group, I think we had two students. Um, and yeah, uh, it has grown from that time. So in, in terms of how it, how it works now, you sort of said about the sort of support that they needed is that's obviously now what you're able to do if there's sort of someone listening who's thinking yeah this is definitely the help and support i need how, how does it sort of practically work they they hit your website and then how does it sort of sort of pan out from there exactly basically visit our website absoluteinternship.com submit their their application form upload their CV, uh, tell us a little bit more their motivations, what they want to do, where they want to go, or if they want to do a remote internship, an online internship, which we also propose. So you can do like basically consider London um, during your semester now this autumn, but intern for 10 hours for a company in Singapore. That's something that we offer as well. 
Um, and then we review your application. If you're successful, we, inv we invite you for a Google Meet interview. And then there's a second round of, of acceptance there. So we'll review your application, then the interview. If you're, if you're accepted, then you pay a program deposit to enroll to the program. And you, you sort of mentioned sort of Shanghai and various places there. Where, where do you, where are the options that people can go to now? They can go to, so in China, they can go to Tokyo, they can go to Beijing, Shanghai, Hong Kong, and Singapore. And then in Europe, they can go to Stockholm, Paris, Lisbon, London, uh, Madrid, and then Barcelona. And it does seem to me, I mean, I've got um, teenage children who are sort of going into work, um, going to university, one of them still at school. And and it really is interesting where that kind of sense of, I now want to take control of, of my life. I want to get that experience. I want to make those connections. Yeah. I want to sort of expand into this world from a kind of, I'm making these decisions myself as opposed to I'm just waiting for the next thing to happen. So do you sort of come across any sort of themes of people that sort of get involved? You've got that kind of, yeah, I'm taking control here and I, I want to put my best foot forward as opposed to, like you say, a, a other types of people. Yes. I mean, there are all types of people, Mark. I, I, I have this story about this, Nepalese student um, who studied in the UK, top tier university. I think it's called a red brick school, right? In the UK, I think that's the, the line. And came from a quite privileged family and didn't really know what to want, what he wanted to do with his future. Um, he had this plan already, like in his head, that he was going to work in banking or, or, or whatever, which the school had painted a picture to him which a lot of schools they do you should be doing this you should be doing this graduate scheme and etc and he wasn't really sure uh it sounded good but he joined our program and after two months in china he was so changed he was like he was telling me because i had this call with him two weeks ago that he felt like so inspired like now like he had this the world is literally his oyster he's setting up his own company he's quitting his banking job and wanted to do something to give back to his community in Nepal. So I think these international experiences, Mark, I think they attract all types of people. You have the people that are looking for inspiration, looking for some guidance in life. Then you have those that are like super competitive, ambitious, good, good grades that just want to have another thing on their CV in order to stand out from the crowd. Um, and then you have, I think, another category of, of people that just want to travel. Just, they just want to travel, experience another culture, and then they get that work experience. That's just bonus. So, I mean, those are three quite dominating groups, but there are many more. Yeah, and I think for me, I think one of the sort of the freeing concepts was always the sense that I sort of always wanted to know what the next stage was i wanted to know that i was on the right path i was making all the right decisions and i think what you said there is really key is a lot of it's just about having experience because you don't know what you don't know and so even if you enter into something and you don't like it at least you know you know i don't like being in in that part of the world or that particular type of company but i did like this and i did like that and all of it is kind of just sort of focusing your mind on on maybe where that journey is going to be the next step exactly Mark, my first internship, I, for example, me, I'm the first one in my family to ever go to university. So when I was young, all I wanted was like a fancy car, a nice watch, 
nice suit and work in a bank because that was prestigious. So when I was a first year student, I got my first internship in, in a bank in Sweden. And basically I was in front of the computer. I had this headset, tea and coffee, which was like, <laughs> drink as much as you want, because all you need to do is to sell and convert people. And I was like, is this real banking, like converting people, selling the products that they don't really understand? Um, so it was a huge sort of like a wake up call. Like, is this really what I want to do with my life? Like, is it, it's not really what I wanted. Right. So learned a lot of skills, the art of like speaking to strangers on the phone, the art of like converting people on the phone. Uh, but there's a lot of things that I didn't like. And I think those are some really good lessons, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think whenever you whenever you're not sure you get stuck it's it's much better to kind of think about either working at what you don't like or also just kind of having a much broader idea isn't it like you said you know the idea of banking might sound fantastic but if someone said yeah what you need to do is to sit in this one place and you have your screen and your then you think that's not really what I was expecting so if you have no idea it's that kind of I want to be surrounded by people like say oh I want to travel or I want to this type of industry, I think, is going to give me a bit of interest. And and, and I think having the, the sense of being able to sort of take that step back, and I guess that's exactly what you're doing. It's that opportunity, that idea of being able to to spread your wings and get that experience. Um, and, and and tell me, how, how long is the internship? Is it just over the summer? Can it extend into something else? Is What's the sort of development beyond it? Typically, Mark, uh, the absolute internship, there are one, two or three months. Uh, but during the semester if students so that's for the travel programs if students wants to to do it during the semester during the autumn or the spring they can enroll for a longer one but that would be a remote one right got you and if you if you had sort of one or two pieces of advice for people who are sort of thinking about this what would you what would you sort of suggest that they they think about or, or anything which would sort of be top of your agenda to kind of to get them going uh so i think Travel for me to different cult to different country to different continent has completely changed the outlook on my life and really the trajectory of my life. So I'm not saying this because I'm the co-founder and CEO of Absolute Internship. If you have a few thousand dollars or you're saving up, investing in something, I would recommend like go abroad, do something overseas, whether that's studying, whether that's learning a new language, or whether that's doing an internship i would definitely recommend that because it's definitely gonna change your like your life um and then another thing if you were to do an internship abroad i think a lot and something that a lot of students they don't think about is ask a lot of questions students are typically very shy so ask questions because you're just there for one two or three months and you have a few colleagues at your internship get to know them for example, make a habit of like buying a random coffee to a new colleague each week. Like these are like very, very cheap ways, very inexpensive ways to like build network, build rapport, um, building relationships with people. Uh, and you know how the work, the world works, Mark, you know, it's all about relationships and, and making friends. 
and and there's nothing better than a coffee or something like that isn't it because your first conversation isn't about what you were just doing at work necessarily it's going to be about that day that morning what you're heading off to do whether it's the gym or a club or whatever it happens to be and and just having that slightly broader understanding of the people that you're with and like you say you you, you can't buy that <laughs> and certainly just for the sake of making that sort of strategic almost idea of i just want to spend some time i want to i want a way of being able to sort of increase that network and and, and making the most of the opportunity exactly how many people would you say and that's a bit of an open-ended question but how many people do you think go have that experience and then come back and then their life carries on and how many people sort of get involved do that and then their life takes them on that oh actually i'm gonna maybe stay here or i'm gonna sort of come back and, and completely change my sort of view of of, of where i want to take my life from here on in uh it, it's a really tough question mark like it, it's a tough question um i've seen both so like i don't want to give a number to you but i've seen a large amount of students who went to singapore for example loved it completed their internships returned to university completed their degrees and they just packed their bags and moved to that country find a job or or found another internship and then basically installed themselves there you know i've seen that a lot but i've also seen students who are completing their internships in a different country with a company going back to uni finishing the degree and then landing a full-time job with the same company but in their home country for example uh, but i've also seen students completely changed doing an internship in for example spain in barcelona and then going back to their home country and saying you know what what I'm studying is completely something I don't want to do, need to be changing my career, changing major. And so a lot of people, a lot of students, they have a lot of these realizations once they're outside of the comfort zone. And that's something that I'm trying to do and what we're trying to do at Absolute Internship, trying to help the students go outside of the comfort zone because that's where they grow. Nothing grows when you're comfortable, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think... And and I think I love that 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 breadth because, like you say, it's it's your journey. There's no right or wrong, or there's no it should be like this or shouldn't be like that. You're just you're giving yourself the opportunity to receive whatever's out there, and you know, following that path in this um, sort of an organic way as you possibly can. But you have to make that decision, don't you? You know, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to give myself that opportunity. Yeah, um, it's it's all about like putting yourself in a place where you can receive luck and opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And there's a whole podcast there about that as well, in terms of, of, how, of how that works. Um, and can you just give us a little um, a range of, of the types of companies and, and organizations that people actually do take their internships in? There's a huge range, Mark. So students can do internships. For example, this summer we had students that worked for um, uh, clothing brands that specialized in bridal uh, bridal dresses. Is that what you call? basically mm -hmm. dresses that uh, that women wear for weddings and we had these fashion students like working on like basically sewing and adjusting the dresses and really really like focused on that and then we had other students that were working in the cryptocurrency industry in the fintech industry uh but we have students that do journalism internships working at engineering sites and civil engineering graphic designers um we cover like over 20 industries mark so we have a network of over a thousand companies around the world, uh, but yeah. it's not only companies, Mark. I wanted to say one of our most popular industries is nonprofit. 
So work, you can end up working for the WWF, uh, no, double double F. I think that's what it called what, the worldwide, worldwide yeah. fund. Yeah, exactly. And then the Red Cross. Um, so these are some of the organizations we work with as well. Yeah, and I think that's great to know because then then you're stepping into what your passions are, are telling you, what your interests are, and um, and like I say, I think every time every time you sort of get away from that sense of I'm going to learn how to work in a bank or it's going to look like this, like you said, what well, you don't know what that's going to be like, but also it can be anything that that breadth of of just like I say following those ideas if you're creative. I, I love the, the sort of the the bridal shop kind of idea because that isn't the first thing that you think of when you hear internship, but of course it's just it's it's understanding what that means and in terms of getting that experience and those life experiences as we've if we said already yes I'm, I'm always interested when there are people who are sort of in that learning education kind of space is there uh, a teacher or an educational experience that you had that kind of um, one sticks out in two sort of how does that maybe sort of sort of um, join the dots between what you're doing now as well so uh, yes I uh, I've always been very competitive since I was young, super competitive when it comes to board games, football, any type of sports. So I don't consider myself particularly talented, but I'm very, very hardworking. So when I was young, uh, for example, in PE class, I would be like, let's say we had football. I would be like, okay, I'm going to be the one scoring the most amount of goals. Or it could be handball, like I want to be scoring as many goals as I can or, or tennis, trying to win as many matches as I can or running. OK, I'll try to run as fast as I can. And I would think you would think as like a 10 or 11 or 12 or 14 year old kid that, OK, that guy, that boy is so talented or he's so strong or he's so hardworking. We're going to give him an A. I expected an A. But my teacher, she told me that, I don't know if she was my favorite teacher, but it left a very, very deep mark in myself uh, where she said, I'm not going to give you an A because you're already hardworking, you're a great kid, and you're good at what you do in PE class, but you fail in encouraging those that are not as good as you. And as a future leader, when you grow up, when you're going to become a leader, if you fail in encouraging others, basically, if you're a lone wolf and like, okay, you do everything yourself, you're never going to succeed. You need people around you and you need to be able to lift them up. You need to be able to teach them the ropes. But above all, she said, you need to be able to inspire others to follow you. Like, okay, you score 10 goals. Maybe you go back as a defender, cover the goal so other people can shine. And that's something that I didn't realize until like in the late 20s, like, oh, this is a great lesson, you know. I think that's amazing, isn't it? Because you often, a bit like we said before, you don't know what you don't know. And it, it makes perfect sense when you like say when you've got that maturity, when you can see how helping others really makes a big difference and also how it helps you as well, you know, in that kind of way. And I think that kind of fine balance between being driven and, and doing what you need to do to succeed while having that understanding of everybody around you is a really key thing. And and I find it fascinating when you say you come across these teachers that make such a big impact because that's not on the curriculum necessarily. That's not necessarily what you learn at school because it's it's part of a lesson. But it's something which is so important. And I think 
everybody's experience is different but I think there's always a teacher there's always an experience like that which people can remember looking back that you just think yeah that that, that that's the the beauty and the joy of and the gift really of teachers and, and working with young people absolutely is there a piece of advice I guess beyond what you've just done which was great advice as well that um that, that, that someone's given you or maybe um looking back now something that you would give advice to to younger freddie sort of um they, they may not necessarily take on board as we sort of mentioned earlier about the fact that young people don't necessarily take it on board because they don't understand but something that a bit of advice that having heard it will probably going to make a big difference to their life i so i think a great advice i would tell my my younger self is to keep being patient uh, my mom um she told me when we started absolute that an overnight success takes an average 10 years because what she has seen in the world is like building a multi-million dollar business or a successful business takes about 10 years of your life basically that's what you need to like invest in order to get what you want and that's hard to hear when you're 22 21 or 23 and especially in today's world where you have instagram TikTok you know, telling you that, you know what, you can make $100,000 per month or just by sitting in front of like, I don't know, your phone or you can make $10,000 per day if you just do this. Basically like twisting the minds of the young today that there's these shortcuts in life. But these shortcuts come always with a price as well. There's no real shortcuts in life, in my opinion. So keep being patient and just try to improve yourself each day one percent each day because you have big goals it's great but life it's about the journey life it's about enjoying the journey until you reach your destination sometimes the destination is just something like a lofty goal or something you can be focused on in order to keep yourself disciplined keeping yourself focused and and concentrated but in the end of the day it's about the journey going there and that's where life happens. Um, so keep building yourself, keep growing 1% each day, whether that's like watching half an hour or even 20 minutes of motivational YouTube videos or 20 minutes of a topic that you're very interested in. And I don't know, programming videos or marketing videos, digital marketing videos for 20 minutes each day, those things add up. Um, just in my case, what I've done, I've always been an avid reader because I remember when I was 12 or 13, uh, my mom told me that, you know, Freddie, um, we don't have a big network of people or fancy people that we know because my parents worked in a factory in Sweden. It's basically the lowest paying job you can get. You lower, you're, lower, you're lower paid than a cleaning lady, basically. But there are mentors in books. So my parents would take me to the local library and would borrow books so I could read because uh, that was free. So I've always been a, this avid reader and I now, now my father, I have an eight months, uh, a baby daughter, so I don't read as much. I'm reading 20 minutes per day before I used to read an hour per day, wake up early to read an hour. And those things add up because, you know, a book in 20 minutes, you can read, you can read 15 pages. An average book is 200 pages. Like in two weeks, you already read a book. And there's so many life lessons. There's so much wisdom in books. And if you keep up adding these wisdom, these life lessons, it makes you a really, really wise person. And, and that's how you're going to crush it in life. 
Yeah, I love that. There were there were three things there that, that really struck me. One is the fact that the patience is such a hard thing to do, isn't it? Because like you say, you've got your lofty goal or you've got your idea. But I love what you said about that just 1% each time because then you've then you succeeded in what you were trying to do or you feel like you're on that you're on that kind of momentum and you know that that sort of hockey stick idea of the amount of work you're putting in to begin with for then like say you not even necessarily going to be doing anything else but suddenly the the success or 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 the kind of influence that you have or what you're trying to do just gets to be known by more and more people which i think is is really key second thing is that sense of mentorship that comes up a lot and it doesn't necessarily have to be someone you're paying for or, or somebody that you even have to be in a program with like say books watching videos there, there's the whole world of information out there which you can just make the most of and and like I say if you have that at your fingertips in whichever way that happens to be whether it be in print or on a device you can learn so much and, and be really smart about it. And and the third thing was was the fact that you have to adjust to your life situation as well. Like I said, you know, having have three children, I know life doesn't look the same when when you're single than it does when you've got a family and your priorities are different and your time commitments have to be different because you know you, you've got that different focus. But that ability to adapt and not to say, well, this is no longer what I can do, but I can adjust my focus, adjust what I'm doing. I can still do it, but. I, my life is morphing it's changing like you said and that's part of the journey there's and and it's still heading in the in the direction you want it to but you're making the most of any given situation and i think all of those things are really really key for anybody who's going to be successful in wanting to put their best foot forward 100% 100% now out of those books and all those things that you you mentioned is there is there a, a resource that you'd like to share whether that's like i said a book or a podcast video film song anything and it can be personal or professional so many books. Um, I think one book that completely changed the way I approached life is Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's a book that was written 100 years ago uh, by this guy, Napoleon, who interviewed basically the richest billionaires in the world, Henry Ford, Henry Carnegie, back then, their habits, and how they basically made their money. And I think a lot of people have read it. But a lot of people have failed to apply it. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying to you that I've read the book. I've applied it. I've read it. I, I make a habit of reading it once per year just to like keep, keep it fresh, so to speak, keep myself disciplined. And it works. It has worked. And if it worked 100 years ago for like Henry Ford and Andrew Carnegie, like I don't want any billions, but you know, if I can make hundred thousands or millions, I would be like very, very happy man. I would be extremely grateful. And especially if it only cost me 10 pounds or $10. So that's a book that I highly recommend people to who are ambitious, who want to reach their goals in life um, or doesn't even know what their goals are, want to find out what their goals are. Uh, and then applying them, um, I think this book, like, it's a, it's a great, great investment. And then yeah. I run a podcast myself called Fika with Rice, where I interview um, people that I find very inspirational, successful in their craft, not only in money, uh, so to speak. It could be spiritually as well. Um, and I'm not saying that just to promote the podcast itself. I find it extremely inspirational, this podcast. I don't do it just to make money. I don't make any money at all from the podcast. It's just like a passion project and it's something that I enjoy. And I've been speaking to a lot of interesting people. 
Yeah, and I think those two things tying really well because so much of, of everything in the book and like you say, in, in especially these days with the ability to chat to so many people is it's so it's so in refreshing and so inspiring just to, to be talking to people, to be sharing these ideas, to sort of to get an insight into the world of people who are just being their best selves. And that then shows up in so many different ways, whether it happens to be money or influence or, like I say, helping people. It just is it's incredibly rewarding. And, and it's certainly one of the reasons I love having these conversations as well. So just as we as we finish up, the acronym FIRE is really important to us here at Education on Fire, obviously. Um, and from that, that's feedback, inspiration, resilience, and empowerment. So when you hear those four words, what's the one that sticks out? What's the one that you, you feel um, has, has something that says something to you that you'd like to mention? So you said feedback, empower. What were the other words? So feedback, inspiration, resilience, and empowerment. I think it's inspiration, like it's something that really speaks close to my heart. It's something that I try to to get out to to my students and, you know, to my audience and to the world, you know. And because, you know, if you don't have anything, you just have two empty hands. But if you have inspiration, you have hope. And when you have hope, you can you can you can achieve anything that you want in life. So inspiration today like basically if you have the luxury of having an iphone or like a samsung actually any smartphone or computer you have access to youtube you can find inspiration you and you can watch it for free there are so many inspirational videos out there i just i was watching one this morning of 10 minutes just before i was going to train jiu-jitsu um and inspiration is important because with that you can really achieve anything that you want yeah, I love that. And it, and I think for me, that really is the start of everything, isn't it? And from there, like you say, you could make those decisions like you so brilliantly put in terms of I'm going to read that book, I'm going to find out more about that person, I'm going to, whatever it happens to be, and then you start to learn those skills and the craft that you need to then create the world that you want, wherever, wherever that happens to, to come from. So, well, Freddie, thank you so much for chatting to me. It's been absolutely fascinating and, and hearing how all these things work and, and the impact that you're having on, on everybody. So just leave us with the best place that people can connect and find out more Phil, absolutely thank you very much um it's been a pleasure to be on the on the on the show mark um anyone if anyone wants to connect with me happy to connect on on instagram or tiktok at freddie van Hoon. i'm also on on linkedin so look me look me up there um i also have a podcast called fika with rice where i interview um in my opinion very successful people in their craft they might not be successful when it comes to money but very successful in what they do, where they have a lot of super inspirational life stories, uh, which I'm very passionate about. So feel free to, to give that a listen if you'd like and leave any, any feedback to me. Happy to hear from you. Uh, so a lot of gratitude for, for anyone who's been listening to this to this show today. Fantastic. Thanks so much. And we'll we'll have links to all those things on the show notes as well. So people can just click straight through and, and find out more. Freddie, thank you so much indeed. And, and uh, hopefully speak to you again very soon. Thank you very much, Mark. Highly appreciate it. Thank you for listening and being part of this wonderful community. With over 300 episodes, I've collated 20 resources from guests that have been on the show to help you in your educational journey and those of you involved with young people. Just go to educationonfire.com and you can sign up on the homepage. 
thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.